0: From the far horizons of the unknown come tales of new dimensions in time and space. These are stories of the future. Adventures in which you'll live in a million could be years on a thousand maybe worlds. The National Broadcasting Company, in cooperation with Galaxy Science Fiction Magazine, presents... Okay, here's another
1: conspiracy theory. The, you've, seen all the, you've seen all the grainy footage of nuclear uh, test blasts that, that you've, you've, you know, sure. the, with the mushroom clouds. And there are always these grainy things, and there's all these like little houses lined up, and these little trees yes. lined up, and it blows everything down. Yeah. Okay, so here's a question, right? So what happened... Okay, so this is great. Okay, you'll love this. So what happened to the camera?
2: You son of a... <laughs>
1: How H- how is that camp? happening? Yet the camera is like totally stable and fine.
2: Oh my god! And, and by
1: the way, in the film is fine. The radi- the, ra- the the radiation uh, didn't uh, cause any damage to the film. Oh my
2: god! It by miniature. the way, okay, we'll like. do
1: this one. We'll do one more time here. Where's the let's see the car? The, cars the car behind the house it just showed up oh soon. okay it showed up. so wait a minute first of all, it wasn't <laughs> there all, where the car no comes car. from yeah. no car the second is does it really look like car. a car does that look like a real car that's insane is that a house or is that like you know a, a, you know is that a 12 you know 12 inch um, you
3: know scale model what right oh, that does look fake
4: because yeah. also the camera didn't move at all either.
3: you know what yeah. it looks like it looks like the smoke is too big watch watch when it hits like, it's, it, the volume, like, the size of it, it looks small. I mean, you, see you know them? what I'm saying? I mean, it looks like something, we're looking at something that's, like, a
1: few inches yeah. tall. If you watch, like, Making of Star Wars, any of the, you know, any movies before CGI, whenever they do anything like that, it's mm-hmm. always with these tiny models. Yes. Yeah, this looks fake as shit. if the- another one. It's like, okay, what, the camera, camera's fine.
3: Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> 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 like, <why>? That's hilarious. <laughs> oh,
5: By the end of the age, I'm afraid I feel is right
2: upon us.
5: What you know about rolling down in the deep
3: when your brain goes numb? People talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah. I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. I don't right? you know about I'm down in the deep. When the rain goes numb, you can call them in the freeze. When these people talk too much, put that shit in slow motion, yeah. I feel like an astronaut in the ocean. You say that I'm cool. I'm That's
6: true. That's true. I so in, in the sky. Don't believe in THOT. Should keep rainy, though. No one knows exactly running.
1: what
7: they don't are. I'm really my mental. Let me give you the picture like stencils falling out in a drought. No cobrain was a falling down. See that pain was all not See my mob was tiny lounge. Didn't know which, which way to turn. Slow cool, but I still felt burned. Energy up.
6: you can feel my surge. I'm going to kill everything like this purge. Let's just get this straight
2: for a second. I'm going to work. Even if I don't get paid for the
7: do exactly as I say, and
2: you will not
7: know Put this shit in a frame, Better know I don't blame everything that I say, man, I've seen you deep Let me elevate this in a frame,
8: have you walking on a plane?
5: What up, council? My name is Chad Kroger, and I've never been more stoked to speak to y'all. Aliens are real, more aliens are coming. That's why I'm proposing that the city of Los Angeles set up a welcome party for our new green buddies. This needs to be the ultimate rager. We need to have a DJ. I think Zed would crush it. Imagine aliens cruising in to Clarity bumping on the speaks. Then for catering, I'm thinking Pedro's Tacos. We've got to support local cuisine uh, and small biz. What up? we got to have a good ratio. So maybe Councilman, you could fly in some pro volleyball players. That'd be sick. And then we got to be sponsored by Devs Liquor. Endless supply of vodka. That's crush. Finally. I think we need a surprise appearance by Tom DeLonge from Blink-182 We owe that dude a massive apology, sorry Tom And uh, everyone be chill too, we can't all be like, who do you know here? We gotta treat these dudes like they grew here, not like they flew here Guys, I am so stoked
9: Alright, late Have aliens made contact with us before? In 1974, we beamed a broadcast into space that sent binary code containing a picture of what our species is like on Earth And in 2001 we received a reply. On November 16, 1974, at the Areciba telescope in Puerto Rico, a powerful broadcast was aimed at the star cluster, Messier 13. The message was an explanation of what and who we are. It contained our solar system, DNA, the human figure, chemical elements, and the Areciba telescope. The message was designed by Frank Drake, famous creator of the Drake Equation, with help from Carl Sagan. We did not expect a message back for 25 to 50,000. And on August 14, 2001, we received a reply. A mysterious crop circle suddenly appeared one day next to the Chilbolton radio station in Hampshire, UK, which matched perfectly to the Arecibo message sent out over a quarter century earlier. The message seemed to be a response by an alien species, using the same design as the Arecibo message. It contained an additional strand of DNA, a depiction of what looks to be a grey, and a different solar system with nine planets. In the section detailing chemical elements, silicon was also added. But the most interesting part of the response was at the bottom, where the Arecibo telescope was. It had been replaced with a crop circle that had appeared in Chilbolton just a year before. Were these beings trying to send a message? We still wonder if this was a genuine response from extraterrestrial life. It is yet to be debunked.
8: Are they really here? This woman has come with a problem. One of her hands is shorter than the other. Look at that. This is incredible. Her left hand is growing.
6: We were in the middle of our tournament where my friend John said he found a body in the bushes over there. I ran over there because I'm a healing monk to try and help but obviously my magic wasn't strong enough because the dude's
4: body was missing a head. So my friend decided to try to use a necromancer spell, which didn't work, which I knew it wouldn't. and apparently we contaminated the crime scene because that spell uses a lot of glitter.
0: Mormon Jesus Mormon Jesus Mormon Jesus Long, long Mormon long, Jesus long, 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 long ago, a spirit child on one of these blankets was consumed through an unidentified God is God as God, Elohim, Elohim was conceived. This spirit child was later born to human parents, near a mysterious star of Mormon Jesus. Mormons believed in Mormon Jesus, through obedience to Mormon Jesus. He was elevated to Godhood, as Mormon Jesus, Mormon teaching and death, and the Mormon resurrection Jesus. in this saints. all by the God of Mormonism and his wife produced. Billions of sons, of the devil, and a billion tons of children. Three sons, for the Mormon people, of a great heavenly being. to decide your destiny and to have sex with Elohim's eldest son, Lucifer, and his brother, Mormon Jesus. Elohim's on Mormon Jesus. Approved the proposal of the Mormon Jesus. Savior of the planet Earth would be Mormon Jesus early Mormon prophets, Mormon taught Jesus, that Elohim, one of his wives, came to be to Adam start to rise again. <laughs> the best sexual attraction in order to provide more Jesus with the Indians, Mary Martha and Mary Magdalene. But these wives, at least three wives, produce at least a billion Israelites. The Jesus of Mormonism, Mormon Jesus, Mormon Jesus, Joseph Smith. Time. Hey, 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 hey.
9: Want to share your paranormal experiences? Do you have questions, complaints? Ideas for a show topic or a hate field rant? Send all your messages to our
8: email for live reading on our show. Email us at AtomicShameAndSweatLodge at ProtonMail.com Like, share and subscribe to the channel, and be sure to ring the notification bell. You can follow us on Twitter at Motel and RV Park. Catch the live streams on Rumble. Listen to -to text-to-speech stories on Atomic Shaman TTS on YouTube. Gather around the fire, and let the radioactive spirits cleanse you. This is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge. Um, uh, oh, I need to increase my font
7: size. Lack of convenience or font size in my case. In big dick
8: energy. So
7: you're not going to get the protein from ingesting it and you're going to increase your chance of cancer. It's just going to disease you and make you malnourished.
8: He's more facial hair than
7: flesh sack. No, I can bang your cousin, but you can't. Give it up for Professor Beard Juice. Let's just say I'm gay and I'm sucking Klaus's dick. Van comes along and he's like, Why don't you listen to some share while you're at it? I'll be like, oh shit, you're right. I wasn't gay enough. But uh, that—that's the basics. Are there any questions moving uh, into this?
8: He's the resident soundhound. Big dick
7: on campus over here.
8: The audio wizard and the acoustic blizzard. Peace, love, man,
10: forgiveness.
8: Find him flexing in luchador tights. I'm a filthy Mexican. The man of a thousand sound bites. Ice cream, gang gang, doggy, keck, two tabs of LSD. The button pusher Van Rollington.
10: It's like a graph Ooh, where, what? like, the more crazy she is, oh the hotter she'll be, mm-hmm. and the better in bed she'll be.
8: The graphics guru of digital visuals.
3: Now, I'm saying she's not a schizo, but I just think her MK Ultra train just wasn't effective.
8: <coughs> He puts the ass in aesthetics.
3: I just went in, shook the boss's hand, and he gave me the job.
8: The leader of my people.
3: Raising a fucking army to attack Europe and attack the elites.
8: The tribal chief himself, Klaus Newhouse.
3: Hey, yo, the devil planted fear inside the black babies. Dead meat placed on the shelves. We eat cold cuts. Fast from the hog, y'all, and grow up. Swine merchant, your time is near at hand. Message to the feds. Our special
11: guest for tonight's out of this world stream, has a thing for dragon maids.
5: Come on.
11: He's also a fan of import racing. He's Smug response. <laughs> He's the dog father of Doge meme pages.
5: Oh, I love you, right, baby? Shit,
11: sure, don't love me. You just love my doggy staff. Like all doges, he's probably got a thing for feet. Let's cut his feet off. He's Doge Dad. <laughs> Keep your eyes to the skies. The government is about to psyop us with a fake alien invasion. The truth is here, this is the Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge.
3: What that for an intro? So Doge Dad couldn't make it something last-minute happen at work, but we got a replacement who's got his story to tell about his UFO encounter. So, Beard Juice, we got some poll data. I know we don't have much because we got a community strike against our Texas speech page on YouTube because we had dangerous conspiracy theories, which, well, they weren't really theories. They were things that were actually happening.
7: Well, we got one poll at least. But, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a paranormal janitorial job have you had a paranormal encounter at work 60% or rather 40% said yes and 60% said no yeah. and that's it i'm kind of wondering uh, what kind of
3: line of work they had the paranormal encounter in i wonder if it's I all like night shift
7: it. jobs i would bet you money well that or weird places uh, like i, I, I said also- on the last one my dad uh, or my my friend's dad worked at the um uh uh, Greystone Asylum, and he always thought he saw stuff.
10: Hospitals are usually a hot spot for those type of activities.
7: Oh yeah, you got people dying and shit. Yeah. Well, the amount of people
6: who pass away there. Also, that intro when I heard "gang gang," my fucking fight or flight went
3: flared up. So <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I mean, we covered the whole NPC streaming thing like last episode, and
2: gang I... gang, gang oh,
3: no. gang. gang. I can't
2: believe, like, yes, 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 yes. She makes
3: three thousand dollars like a stream. It's just not right, man. And it's not, and like that's the the thing about it is that's like
6: because I think TikTok takes like seventy to eighty percent of your income. So that means that there was ten thousand dollars minimum flowing through that that stream. Uh, that
2: much. You know, Jesus the Christ.
4: the NPC shit has been making the most out of pocket responses to that hot dog thing every time I open up TikTok, I'm like, all right, I want to see the most out-of-pocket glizzy thing, and then yeah. I'll get off. Man, there was a dude that's like, oh, boy, glizzy.
3: Yeah, fucking... yeah I, I... Saw, I saw a guy was... who was a veteran, and he was doing the deep throat thing for glizzies. I was like, dude, I almost want to spend 20 bucks seeing this guy do a whole bunch of glizzies, like, over and over. It was
4: like 2 a.m., and I fucking just started laughing out loud. surprised uh... my roommates weren't like, he's laughing in his sleep. We're gonna have to put him down.
10: I <laughs> I did find some cool locales doing uh, the NPC thing. I got a soundbite of that. Ice yeah. cream,
5: ice cream, gang, gang, doggy, penis, simple <laughs> hot dog. I don't even. It. Like
6: comedy hour, whiskey, YouTube, I banana, rodeo. All these, all these yes, yes, people yes. are just copying yes. Kanye. You remember yeah. when Kanye would go on Instagram Live and just start rapping whatever was in the chat?
3: Hell yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. down with it. I felt like I missed out on that. So so enough of that. Let's get on to Mugshotty Smasher Pass. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah.
10: I do have a special guest for uh, Smasher Pass this week. A very interstellar special guest.
11: Good evening, gentlemen. I'm Agent Fox Muller, FBI, and this is my partner. What? Where is Scully? Where am I for that matter? I don't feel living nor dead. Could it be aliens downloaded my consciousness? And now for their entertainment, I'm being used to play Smash or Pass well whatever who am i to question existence and the existential machinations of the universe from what i recall i used to have quite the collection of porn scully would often chastise me about so if anyone can judge the female form and deem it worthy of human coitus it's me let's fucking go
3: oh yeah he was also in a show called red shoe diaries before x-files was, uh, you know he stole hbo cable back in the day so moving on we're on mugshotting number one, and she was arrested for public intoxication and interference with official acts. So I'm not sure what those official acts was, but uh, I think I'd give her a smash. She's down to stick it to the man. I think she'll. She's down to let you stick it in her.
7: <laughs> oh shit! I'm gonna say uh, she's a looker. I mean, uh, why are most of these ones uh, like most of them just drunk?
6: Because women love to drink. Getting, I mean, it could be a coping. Those, those a lot of those, um, a lot of those girly drinks don't screw around either. Like they'll taste That's fruity, but there's, they got like fucking five, six shots of worth of alcohol in them. And they'll go and they'll eat like they'll drink like ten of them.
3: Johnny, would you pass her smash?
12: Um, uh, smash on this one. She also looks like a like she could be a streamer because of those eyelashes. Nice. Hmm interesting
6: nighthawk what's your verdict um, her face doesn't look real to me it looks like it was photoshopped on i can't say that it's a
3: smash nice smug what's your verdict
7: <clears throat> good verdict <laughs> <laughs> i concur I
10: it, yeah i give it two thumbs
3: up right up her bungle Okay, what's what's Agent Mulder have to say?
11: Public intoxication and interference with official acts. I've been accused of that myself. What truths did she find? Who were the officials she interfered with? And what were they really doing that she got too close to? A lot of questions need to be answered here. And we can certainly be the team to do it. But one thing is certain, I would absolutely smash. She's a fellow truth seeker and knows that a good time doesn't stay inside the designated drinking zone that is a bar. Please forward her my card. I need to investigate whether the curtains match the drapes. <laughs> <Ooh. laughs> you yeah, oh sound pretty
3: based on that. <clears throat> oh, are you back, Smug? Yeah, sorry about uh, that. So would you pass or smash on this one?
4: Oh, I'd smash. She definitely looks like she was a you know, dental assistant stripper type.
2: You know. Mm-hmm. Okay. She, she
4: definitely gives me that vibe to be like, oh, you know, I'm a good girl. No, no, not with this rap sheet.
3: Amazing. All right, let's move on to the second one. Number two. So, number two was arrested for property damage. Now, this one, kind of like a caveat with it. Um, I'm thinking smash, but not at your place because sh- if she gets pissed off at you, she's going to come after your shit and fuck it up. Do we know what she I smashed know. up? I don't know, but, you know, she could go after your car, you know?
2: Well, yeah. but no
12: pass, like... pass, pass on that. No way. She's got the psycho smile. Nope.
10: You know oh. what? She looks too happy. Maybe she smashed up her boyfriend. But look, but look how shorty what's she the, is, too. So she's got some anger the, issues. You
3: know it.
6: What's the rule? What's the rule? Is it eyes above ears uh, and avoid at all costs? <laughs> I haven't <laughs> heard that rule. <laughs> thing? There, I'm pretty sure it's like, a, I can't remember what the scientific term for, my, term for it is, but back. back in the early 1900s like when they were doing like, like they would like measure skull measurements and all that stuff to like see yeah. if they could determine yeah, someone's um... yeah. yeah but they I swear one of the things that came out of that is if the eyes are above the ears that they're more likely to have psychopathic um tendencies
7: mm. you mean be more fun
10: yeah good to know
7: I'll say smash because I'm like I'm not seeing the usual like the aggravated assault or all the other stuff that comes along with it. Yeah. All right.
3: Who hasn't gone yet?
4: I haven't gone on this one, but I'll be honest. Hell no. Absolutely not. She's gonna leave me in a bathtub full of fucking ice cubes. I already know
10: it. Based.
4: and her eyebrows are off, dude couldn't
2: do
4: it <laughs> couldn't okay. do it bro if, if, her eye, if she can't yeah. line up her eyebrows bro she, she gonna line up a fucking she, she, mm-hmm. she gonna toe tag us that's what's Ooh. gonna happen
2: all right
3: agent Mulder
11: young woman commits property damage open and shut case right let's look a little closer she's too happy to be caught unless that was the plan it's a minor charge out within a couple of hours In that time, she could have snuck out 20 to 30 alien embryos in her snatch and anal cavity. 40 to 50, depending on her body count. I could be wrong, but we need to look into these things. The truth is out there, and it could be in the ass of a 20-year-old Latina spinner. Now, after the examination, whether or not we clear of any foreign bodies in her meat pockets, without a doubt, I'd smash. Even after her Roswell mule run, I can certainly leave her with some foreign substance in all her orifices. <laughs> hmm.
6: <An even> <laughs> Holy shit. <Goodness> gracious. <laughs> <Very generously. laughs>
2: Holy oh, shit. Man. I think and people are gonna like want to work for the FBI after this
6: one.
3: So book shouting number three. She was arrested for her possession of marijuana and wearing an MN M&M shirt.
0: I
7: mean, <laughs> wait, the, uh, <laughs> wait a minute oh, uh, <laughs> I unforgivable love the throwback
3: to the Yeah I feel like she's like stuck in the past And there's nothing wrong with that
7: i probably yeah, I give, give her a chance let her Absolutely Remind me like, of the good didn't times didn't even commit a real crime
3: I'm A hundred
7: percent
4: A hundred percent She's definitely like, like Eminem named an album after his mother right And no, his daughter I, so. I think and his daughter, yeah, he she definitely takes after the one about the mother, hundred percent.
10: I'm that, uh, hmm. curious as to why she's so pale. If like the photography work at the, you know, prison is not that great, I I I'm angry. I'm angry about this.
4: Oh, I didn't even
6: say smash.
10: It's, de- 100%. it's,
4: definitely,
6: it's definitely just a case of overexposure.
7: Yeah,
10: someone needs to go work on their shit over there.
7: Or she's just pasty, but whatever.
2: Yeah, she could, no, just be, can she could just
7: be pasty, dog.
10: She's definitely,
6: she's definitely got some pasty skin, but that's just overexposure right there.
2: Yeah.
6: My guess, my guess is she wouldn't sit still, and so they just kind of had to go with the best one they got.
2: Yeah.
4: The you. one with the Eminem shirt. That, that's um. That
6: I've uh, I've worked with cops for a long time. I used to be in a uh, law enforcement program, and usually you'll get cases like. Like that, where they're they're literally just uncooperative, and that even if that's the best picture you can get, it's all you can do for the public, uh, for the public registry. No. There was one guy a couple years ago. He was so zonked out on meth when they got him, they had to like, like, treat him like a baby and snap at the camera to get him to even generally look in the direction of the, <laughs> the photographer.
7: Jesus oh, Christ. Jesus Christ. Now, just for clarification, when you say you were in a law enforcement program, that's not code for you were on probation, right?
6: <laughs> no, I was. Okay. I worked with police officers, just kind of doing like uh, if you've ever seen like um, peep kids doing like uh, security at parade, all that stuff. Yeah, that kind of stuff.
3: Okay, Johnny, yeah. did you already put your input in? <laughs> uh,
12: I think I'll pass on this one. Okay. Oh. Is there, is
3: there a pretty gun yet? Um, uh, I'll,
10: I'll smash. Fuck it. She's an Eminem fan. I'm down.
3: Okay. Well, let's see what Mulder has to say.
11: No oh boy. She smells fishy to me. And it's not her vagina, Stank. Look at how pale she looks. One would blame improper photography lighting as Van pointed out. But if someone is theoretically wearing someone else's flesh there would be a loss of pigmentation. I don't buy it. No white woman with pink highlights wears an m M&M and t-shirt so openly. She's either complete white trash with a pot addiction or a body snatcher with a pot addiction. Body snatchers are known to enjoy cannabis after a skinning. It's a pass for me, boys. I don't take chances like this. I like my skin where it is. White trash is trouble. I definitely don't enjoy white wrappers. And I prefer my clothes to smell of extraterrestrials than marijuana. I am a fed after all.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay.
7: Honest about that. Yeah. The spirit glows.
10: Yeah. It's <laughs> probably the coolest fed we've had on. Yeah.
6: Yeah.
4: That works. All right.
3: That loud you can't top that last one though. That one was pretty good. Violation of probation and grand theft.
4: Oh, there we go.
3: Yeah, she she looks like a hot mess. Yeah.
7: Yeah, okay. there's some underlying <clears throat> sadness here. I don't want to be involved I,
3: with I c I kinda wanna make her cry more though. I am
7: gonna give can a this. This is an, an oh, no. E girl, This is a total E girl. That
12: doesn't mean it's a keeper long yours. term. Yeah, that's the E girl look. I'll say smash. I could fix her.
4: I bet. <laughs> I bet you she's got an OnlyFans, hundred uh, percent. Oh yeah, and a but... fancy. well uh, yeah, probably, probably. I see a little ink on her skin too, so oh, she might, it. she might be uh
6: Ooh, that's, above, that's almost above the collar line, too, so that's... Ugh.
4: Oh, that's definitely above the collar line. That fucking hoodie's all fucked up. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, Smash, she uh, she looks like she'd be uh, fun to spin around.
3: Holy shit, you all need Jesus.
8: Yeah,
4: we do. I don't need him seeing what I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't look, Jesus. I'm ashamed of myself, bro. I fucking, I know what I'm doing. Ben I know it's G- wrong, but goddamn.
10: Uh, you know what? I'd do it. I fuck it. I'm, I'll take the risk.
4: Ooh. All right. Oh, also, Ooh. beauty marks. Nice touch, because not a lot of girls have beauty marks anymore.
3: Yeah, they usually hide them.
4: Yeah, i I think that's. I think it's pretty. <clears throat> yeah.
10: All right, Adrian Muller, what you got? Mm.
11: You all had some mild takes, and she is very mid, but her forehead is huge. A normal human's forehead is about four fingers in height. From her brows to her natural hairline, we are looking six to seven fingers. Oh, I don't know about you all, but I need to bring in this woman for an interrogation. She could be a gray in disguise. <laughs> Only way to find out is to ask her why her dome is so large. Afterwards, she give me some dome, if you know what I'm saying. Some <laughs> of that out of this world sloppy toppy. Totally smash my dudes.
7: Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Start... I guess he's a thorough investigator. Yeah.
3: All right. This one's got two photos. Oh, God. So she was in possession of methamphetamines under four grams. Well, no shit. I'm not surprised that someone like this would have meth on her. Uh, I'm going to give this one a pass. I do not want to touch it. And I don't even that's... know if that's a wig, man. Yeah, I, whoa, I was
4: about whoa. to say that it's
3: a wig, right? It's not just me.
4: Bro, is that the crow
6: de-
7: <laughs> from Batman?
6: <laughs> no, that looks like that looks like the, the alien from the shitty um alien reboots wearing a wig. <laughs> that, big, that big the big naked buff alien guy who drank the black sludge and fucking melted. Oh, that was Prometheus. <laughs> yeah. You cannot wow. or that that or he looks she looks like those those space views from Star Wars.
4: I know, I know. It doesn't tell us where this person was arrested at, but this screams Wichita Falls activity with the fucking heart made out of barbed wires.
3: I'm thinking a Dollar General. She could have been arrested at Dollar General, (laughs) or maybe a. Enhance, enhance on the neck. Is that
4: a
6: fucking Hello Kitty I see?
3: Yeah, that's a Hello Kitty, like just under the jaw oh
6: my, that, god. That, that, oh my stay, god stay stay the fuck away from smash away from,
12: no. Away from. no i know, I know <laughs> that she's he gonna smell like bleach but smash, <laughs> smash, <laughs> smash, smash,
2: smash. Fuck pass great. on
12: this one i value my life thank you very
2: much
4: she's gonna smell like a chemical card at a fucking motel oh. <laughs> all right
11: smash. what you got for <laughs> i didn't even have to look at the charges to know she smokes meth her face <laughs> eyes hair and tattoos screamed I steal copper pipes from for sale houses. I'm sure glad we have that side profile. The tattoo seemed way too purposeful and distracting. Perfect way to hide an Adam's apple. Either way, fellas, I'm passing. The Aryan Nation or toothless tweakers can have her.
3: Nice. <laughs> 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 right, here's Black number tell you. six. Possession of cocaine. I'm definitely smashing on this one.
4: Well, she's, she's a fun time. She's, yeah,
3: she's either a dealer or a user. Either way, she looks like
4: she'll bring ton. you an eight ball for your birthday. She's like, right. I was thinking about you when I found this.
7: I could take it or leave it.
4: Oh, I can only see the top of her head at the moment.
9: That's no. the only
10: part that I care about. It's the top of her.
7: Head. Oh boy,
12: what is this? This her looks driver like one of those AI generated photos.
4: Yeah, it does kind of look AI generated.
6: She's not real.
12: <laughs> the eyes, the eyes seem more me. in
6: focus than anything else. They seem way too hyper-detailed. compared like to a
3: 20-year-old rest- camera to take the pic.
4: I don't like that she looks dead inside. I don't like looking like that. Well, they I took her cocaine away,
3: and- obviously. Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah. yeah.
10: That'd
3: be sad, too. Pass on this one.
4: This uh, is clearly I'm- before the key bump.
10: Uh, <laughs> if she is not AI-generated, sure, I'd smash
3: <laughs> Nighthawk, did you say your piece?
10: Uh,
6: she kind of reminds me of uh, a girl from like a 90s or 80s movie. I, I think I would. Okay.
10: Oh, Mr. Muller?
11: I'd just be careful. Li- uh... Oh, okay. In my line of work, you see many beautiful women, often victims and criminals alike. But goddamn, she is a 10. Her hmm. eyes are mesmerizing hair is as good as mine. Her skin is softer than the broken-up cocaine she sniffs. When the show is over, all I ask is you upload my consciousness into her brain. I would love nothing more than to be inside her. Smash and mind meld.
7: Oh. <laughs> that wow. so uh, wow. whole next level of being inside someone. I Wait until just... Scully hears about this. And he yeah.
4: felt this way over a black and white. Goddamn! Get this man a color picture. See what
2: happens
7: next.
6: I don't. Under, I don't understand. He would have just started why, fapping. <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand why he was <laughs> going after all these women, man. Scully, Scully is something else, man.
2: So
3: this mugshotty was arrested for public intoxication, disorderly conduct. She was found intoxicated. Police got her a taxi home, but she forgot where she was staying. So the taxi drove her back to the police, where she was jailed. <laughs> nice. I, I,
2: I think she's. I think she's she down for a good time,
3: go. man. I, I would smash
12: this one.
10: That is, oh, she's from Nashville. That is wasted. It
12: looks like. She- one eye is drooping. And no, that's, that's the yeah, watermark. No, There's nothing wrong she's... with the ride. It's just a watermark. Oh, I
3: think... Yeah, I think yeah, it's a watermark. Uh, no, she's it's... got her head slightly I... tilted, you know?
7: That's and probably really why. She a little little heavy. I, don't I mean, know she that's was that's drinking
3: quite a bit, you know? So
4: Yeah, she, she wants... looks like she was drinking a bit.
3: Yeah.
10: I think I'm she drank so much, it looks like she has cerebral palsy.
7: Oh, Christ.
3: <laughs> I don't think she's that bad. What, what are you thinking? <laughs>
4: You take her I to the bar, she's standing. She leaves the bar, she's Stephen Hawking.
10: <laughs> oh, <God. clears throat> so wait, is everybody smashing or not?
7: I am. I don't I have
3: uh,
6: I I to. I'm, I'm committed to the cause.
7: Uh, he's committed to I, the chaos. I think she's got a droopy eye and too much makeup. <laughs> I
4: think she's got a droopy eye too. It's fucking with me, man. I don't care if it's the water. Part.
6: It's fucking with me too much. Too much. No. Don't don't worry. She'll be squinting in a She'll be squinting in about ten minutes. You can aim for that eye if you want. Oh, oh
4: God.
10: <laughs> sure, I'll, you know, I'll do one for
3: the cause. them both I mean, so they're at
4: least
10: the same.
3: Make them both bloodshot.
10: Yeah. Where are you at, Muller?
11: You can either believe it or not believe it. I don't give two fucks. But I'm telling you right now, this motherfucker, this bitch is not real. I don't know how familiar you all are with the shape shifting Israeli lizard people. But she has to be one. Look at her wandering eye. Preschool <laughs> children draw straighter eyes than that. If there's one thing I know for sure from being a glowy fed, it's who is a lizard. And this bitch definitely drinks adrenochrome and shapeshifts. I'll pass, and hopefully you memory hold her face before you get Clintoned.
6: God
2: damn. God damn.
6: He's right though.
2: He's completely right. She's
6: wearing. She is wearing a mask. Her mask is slipping off.
12: I don't know who's the real alien Mulder or the lady so
3: the last one mugshotting number 8 it's a 2 for 1 special so these girls got into a fight with each other over stolen vape pins and alcohol the first girl was charged with battery and still smirking in her mugshot even though the other girl literally not top of half her ear off and the second girl was charged with felony battery God, what? God, uh, I'm passing on both. Fuck. I definitely wrong. don't want the one on the left, but you know the one on the right. I you know, before like she it, got her eye like blackened, like, she probably would have looked good,
6: sort of. I feel that like happens. they're neither of them are 18, so I'm. Right oh, she's away.
3: got a neck yeah. tattoo. Never mind. I, I think that's a neck tattoo.
2: Is that?
10: I think it's hair. It could be hair. I
2: can't
10: tell. <clears throat> uh, I'm gonna play safe bet, and I'm passing. And may God have mercy on your souls.
4: I'm
3: passing. Yeah, ugh. pass. Pass. The bars too low for here.
6: Yeah. I'm passing for multiple reasons. A, I don't think either of them are 18. And B, that that second girl looks like she's kind of she's starting to get them Steve Buscemi eyes. <laughs> yeah. That's
2: yeah.
10: crazy. Uh, Muller, what you got? Oh no, something happened with Muller
11: I can verify after some background searches, both girls are of legal smashing age, but I'll pass okay. on babyface there on the left. As for bushy brows on the right, I'd hit it. But a fight over a vape pen and alcohol are too convenient of an excuse. Upon doing the background check, I found some interesting things. Both had their scholarships paid for by one Jeffrey Epstein, and one Gislane Maxwell posted bail generously for both girls. Once I found that out, I started to dig deeper, and ultimately I found something I never expected. Oh, no, the signal. It's being distorted. Listen, the truth is out there. Epstein didn't c- himself. Hillary Clinton eats b- 9-11 was committed by shapeshift Thanks. Jews on the orders of Lady Gaga.
0: Michelle Obama has a penis. Aliens are real books to
10: children
3: in drag. Oh, Jesus, we lost them. Oh, him. no. Oh, no. We, I guess that Boulder. Damn. Boulder. The man. Oh, the
6: man God. jumped out. I couldn't make out anything that
4: all I know was the penis thing he was right about.
7: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if he's
4: There's right money. about one thing, he's probably right about a lot of things.
3: Well, he's got insider knowledge. So let's move on to current events. So uh, I got a, I actually got a photo for this one. Uh, in an attempt to dramatize his demands of the federal government, Texas Democrat preferred what was limned as a tremendous feat of human endurance by the Democrats with some rally mocked by conservatives. Representative Greg Cassar went on a food and water fast for nine hours in order to demand that the federal government implement a heat standard for workers. His spokesperson said nurses uh, would take his vitals throughout the day. <laughs> So nine hours without water or food, but I'm more energized than ever to get this done, he boasted. So grateful for leaders like Kassar who believe in fighting with all they've got for the rights of people that they represent. Former Texas Democrat, Gubernatorial candidate, Wendy Davis, tweeted. So while uh, Kassar's Democratic colleagues praised him for his brief, fast, many on social media mocked his self-described progressive Democrat. They quoted, uh, one of them said... uh, I did that last night from 10.45 till 7 a.m. this morning. Right? <laughs> another, one wrote, every other day. another one wrote, I hear tomorrow that you're going to go nearly 17 hours without sleep. Good luck. <laughs> so Daily Wire host Matt Walsh also waited to say the stunt was legitimately one of the funniest things that any American politician has ever done.
6: It's oh, like, so... This is like the closest you can get to just stamping your feet and holding your breath until you get ice cream.
3: Yeah.
10: So. Wait,
6: so
12: he tried to go how many hours without sleeping or drinking? No,
3: he just he just went like no, nine hours without eating. It's like no big water. deal.
4: Literally skip lunch for the day. That that's it. Yeah,
7: basically. Yeah, I mean
3: you can sleep through that. It's no problem.
4: Now, I I'd like to just say this picture that you threw up here, and it's a solid picture. I can own om- Oh, why'd you take it no, away? I... Oh I
6: whose fire alarm is chirping? It's nice, no, 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 that's not a
3: fire alarm, those are birds. Oh, my bad. So, uh... The dismembered remains of a crypto millionaire, Fernando Perez Algava, nicknamed Lechuga, which means lettuce in Spanish, was found in a red suitcase by children playing near a stream in Buenos Aires. So the body parts were clearly amputated, indicating a professional execution. Elgava, who had been accumulated wealth through renting luxury vehicles and selling crypto, has been reported missing since last Tuesday. After failing to return the keys to his rented apartment, he allegedly racked up significant debt and had been involved with a violent gang. So, the note found on his phone suggested that he lost a large sum of money through crypto investments.
12: Who has? Yeah, don't
3: uh,
6: don't lose money to the cartel. They'll kill you over four
12: pesos and uh, a bundle of tobacco. So or better crazy. yet just don't get greedy.
3: Governor Or just crypto was
12: good.
3: Governor JB Pritzker of Illinois signed a bill on Friday that will allow foreign nationals in the state to become police officers. The bill was opposed by some police groups including the Fraternal Order of Police, which was uh, one of 130 bills Pritzker signed on Friday. Effective immediately, foreign nationals will now be able to become police officers in the state. So the law HB 3751 says foreign nationals who are legally authorized under federal law to work in the United States or any foreign national who uh, is an individual against whom Immigration Act had been deferred to the U.S. Citizenship and Immigration Services under the Federal Deferred Action for Childhood uh, Arrivals, also known as doc can apply to become a police officer in the state. The Fraternal Order of Police uh, condemned the bill earlier this year after it passed the state house. So what message does this legislation allow people to do don't have legal status become enforced for law the group said in a statement it's a potential crisis of confidence in law enforcement at a time where officers need all public confidence they can get so during a debate on the bill Illinois uh, uh, Senator Chapin Rose said it was a fundamental breach of democracy to allow non-citizens to arrest American citizens it's just fundamentally a bad idea and I don't care where this individual is from he should not be able to arrest a United States citizen on the United States soil So Illinois has been facing shortages of police officers in the state and major metro areas, like Chicago, have pursued policies largely opposed by police. Uh, Fritzker has signed several other controversial bills, including one requiring state agencies to add non-binary or gender non-conforming categories to employment reports. So, I'm I'm kind of, like, paranoid on this shit, because now you've got people who don't respect our way of life or possibly constitution, and, uh, What's next, uh, gun confiscation? You know, I think that these would be the people that you would send to go door
8: to door. Hold
4: on, well, I this, would... this is actually a great idea. Cause, oh. uh, hey, hear hear me out, hear me out. I am all about money making. Okay,
6: like well, listen. any
4: any way to fuck somebody out of money, dude. All about it.
6: Oh, oh, this is oh,
4: perfect. Oh. Since they don't understand and they don't want to under or respect the law, dude. Let them arrest me. I'll go take it up with the fucking police department. Easy lawsuit, win. They'll understand real quick when they go, Ooh, we got 20 lawsuits and we are about to close this place down. Oh, maybe this wasn't a good
5: idea. Well,
7: I would think if you challenged it, right, uh, you'd win. Because what? I think it would technically be unlawful under federal and constitutional standards.
6: Oh, absolutely.
7: Like, yeah, but the
6: problem is is when the Constitution and every other rule of law has been pretty much ignored by the, for the true. last. Like, what's to say, like, they'll literally just say, well, do uh, that.
7: Well, I'm, I would argue that this is all just part of the soft secession of the state. California already has. Illinois already has. There's a whole handful. Yeah. By being sanctuary cities, they've softly seceded their state from the union.
9: You're trying to entice her and she's just telling you to check oh, your vibe
3: <laughs> so a man has spent a whopping twenty three thousand dollars on a giant wolf costume says that when he's in the get-up he feels no longer human after a long week at work japanese engineer toro ueda chooses to unwind in a rather unique way instead of heading out to a drink at a local bar he prefers to stay home and entertain clad in giant wolf costume worth a staggering three million yen or twenty-three thousand us dollars so, speaking to the Times, the 32-year-old Tokyo resident revealed that his fascination with animals stems from a desire to break free from the demands of human life. He confesses, When I wear my costume, I feel I am no longer human. I am free of human relationships, all kinds of troubles related to work, and other things. I can forget them. Ueda's incredible wolf suit was crafted by Zepet, a company famed for creating costumes for TV movie productions range of their creations includes everything from monstrous creatures and robots to science fiction and horror films to adorable animal suits for children's shows. His specific designs required meticulous attention to detail. He reportedly exchanged more than 40 emails with the team that he met with them three times to discuss his dream suits' designed specific details, like the coat pattern and fur texture. He went on to share because of his love for animals since childhood and some realistic animal suits appearing on TV he dreamed of becoming one one day. At the final fitting, he was amazed at his transformed self in the mirror. It was the moment that his dream came true. He added (coughs) to his order to look like a real wolf walking on hind legs was difficult, to say the least, but complete suit looked exactly what he imagined. Not only did the specs perfectly cover all his preferences, but the ventilation slit for the wearer's comfort and devices that let the wearer put it on without help showed him that the designers paid close attention to the wearer's comfort. And so we go on to someone else who had used the same company to get something similar. Oh. So yeah. So for some of us, they could go it even a step further. So another manager Japan admitted that even if it means his friends may think he's a little weird, he goes by the name Toko and he has an expensive hobby. It's seen him spend 2 million yen. So about $15,000 on a custom made border collie costume so that he can fulfill his lifelong desire to become a dog. Uh, He even has his own YouTube channel, which he goes by the handle at IWantToBeAnAnimal, where he posts daily content of himself living out his pawfect lifestyle, such as learning how to eat, walk, and play like a pooch. Uh, However, like anything, Toko's dedication to canine lifestyle can have its limits. In fact, he only wears a dog suit on certain occasions, and hides the secret from his close friends and coworkers because he doesn't want to be judged. In fact, he hasn't revealed his face to the viewers, as he's worried that the people in his life will criticize his hobby and unique passion. Speaking to the mirror, Toko explained that he rarely tells his friends because he's afraid they'll think he's weird. No shit. My friends and family seem very surprised to learn I can become an animal, he revealed. He wanted to be a dog from a young age, saying that since childhood, he wanted to have the unspecific fantasy of becoming an animal, adding that... I wonder whether it was a desire or transformation regarding to choose a breed so he decided he wanted to be a border collie because it's his favorite breed and he purchased a lifelike ensemble from the same company zepit so he thought the big animal close to his size would be good considering that it'd be a realistic model so he decided to make it a dog Um, there are restrictions but you can move it however if you move too much it will not look like a dog so he also constructed a cage for himself to sit in, posting a new video where a realistic dog costume, when I become dog, I get locked in cage. And this time it shows him crawling into his huge dog cage.
11: God. Degenerates like you belong on a cross, right? <laughs> yes. Alright. Can, can I give
7: All the hot right. me? <laughs> I
4: literally just <laughs> looked <laughs> up that YouTube channel just for shits and giggles to see. Yeah. And I was, was
7: willing to give him sympathy. Up until the part where he said he's locked in a cage. I will will own the hot take on this one. Speaking as a member of the human race, I would like to declare any human being that aspires to being the lesser being should be removed from the gene pool. I'm not saying how. I'm just saying they should. But it doesn't He's surprise he's me because Japanese, because, man. He's already because, because Japanese people they have
12: like horrendous work hours. It's like almost as bad as China. And I don't. Yeah, yeah, I think
3: they only get one day off a week, and even that day off the week, they might find themselves doing work from home. So,
12: I just oh, think John. he's really dedicated yeah, to yeah. the. Life. And if it makes him, I don't know, not blow up from all the stress. it's fine. Just don't take like him I a can under.
6: Day. I can understand, you, I'm problems, to um, understand I've him him.
4: you you know he's gonna be close to blowing up from stress. When he puts on the pit bull costume, <laughs> he's
3: gonna go after well,
2: children.
4: Well, <laughs> he's, gonna all go, right. he's gonna go to the park and
2: just For all he's the kids. ball a child.
4: They're like, we're gonna have to charge him with prison. Well, he identifies as a dead dog, so we wow. just put him down. So you
6: put him
2: like, down, grass, yeah, put, <laughs>
6: right?
8: Fuck you, dude.
6: Let's just say I know a guy who knows
0: a guy who knows another guy.
3: So, uh, two U.S. Navy sailors have been arrested for passing classified or sensitive materials to China, including military details on wartime exercises and strategic operation. Xin Wei, a 22-year-old sailor, was arrested for espionage-related charges, specifically conspiracy (laughs) to provide national defense information to Chinese officials. He's attached to the San Diego-based USS Essex, an amphibious assault ship which is known to operate in the Pacific region and even waters off of Southeast Asia. In a separate but similar case 26 year old Wen Hin Xiao was uh, charged over allegations he handed off sensitive U.S. military videos and photos to Chinese intelligence. The Department of Justice specified that the time frame for the alleged espionage happened between August of 2021 through this May and possibly beyond. Two sailors, um, especially Xiao, allegedly provided material exposing classified information related to large scale U.S. Navy exercise in the Indo Pacific region. It's unclear if the two cases are directly related or whether they were in contact with the same uh, Chinese intelligence officer. According to specifics, the Department of Justice alleges that Wei communicated with the Chinese intelligence officer providing him with manuals and photos of amphibious ships such as the Essex and other big deck amphibious warships. Uh, He was paid for his information. And uh, USNI News writes... Further, uh, according to the indictment filed July 19th, the Chinese intelligence officer reached out to him and started a handler-asset relationship. DOJ said it was evidence at one point that Wei confided another sailor that the Chinese intelligence officer had contacted him and had been asked to spy for China. So he's been charged under the espionage act, which is rare, and involves criminal aiding the foreign government. So the Chinese appeared to be after closely guarded secrets on U.S. defense tech and operations in South China Sea and elsewhere.
7: Did you say <laughs> SS Mother Big Dick?
3: No, Essex. China!
7: Big Dick?
3: No, Big Deck. China! Oh, okay. Yeah, these these are like amphibious all- uh, ships. These are also known as gator freighters. They're kind of like carriers, but not really. They're a little bit smaller. So these would have like VTOL aircraft and stuff like that on them.
7: Yeah, I was going to say, I'm like, if it's Mother Big Dick, is this why the Wokies are about China? Like, supporting toy <laughs>
3: So, an arrowhead likely comprised of material from a meteorite was discovered in Switzerland by a team of archaeologists and geologists. According to a study published by the Journal of Archaeological Science, the team determined the arrow was made of iron-nickel-aluminum alloy using electron microscope X-rays from high-energy radiation analysis uh, resulted when uh, no other known meteorite samples. So, a bracelet and axe head from Poland are only two known archaeological artifacts in Central Western Europe from this uh, meteorite material. Switzerland had yielded the archaeological treasures of Morrigan, a late Bronze Age pile dwelling that once sat on the shores of a lake. So a series of arrowheads and made of bronze were discovered at Swiss archaeological site more than 100 years ago, while previously never been any uh, meteorite-related finds. It is known that there is a meteorite fall nearby the site, the Twanberg. Iron meteorite is the largest one known to have reached Switzerland and is split into three fragments that may have been discovered in prehistoric times used by those at Morrigan to construct the arrowhead. So chemical evidence suggested that this meteorite was not used to make this particular arrowhead. However, having ruled that out, the team widened the search and observed that nickel-Germanian concentrations share similarities with the Estonian Kalsjarv meteorite, which fell 3,500 years ago during the Bronze Age, and produced a number of small fragments, so even this one near the Baltic Sea in Northern Europe, they believe the arrowhead is most likely connected to the meteorite based on similar properties, though this team searching for more artifacts of the same origin uh, to further their study that this arrowhead could point to a larger network linking Switzerland and Estonia for trade, such as commodities like amber, silic stones, and iron meteorites. So, who wants to like stab themselves with this to see if they become a stand user? That's what I want. Damn.
7: All I know is I watched enough Conan to know it's going to act like a magic weapon.
12: It'll make, perfect,
7: it'll make the perfect weapon to use in my
12: D&D campaign. <laughs>
4: Pulls it out on the table. What's this? It's going to
12: be what you run into if
3: you don't roll a 20. <laughs> so a fast food restaurant in Argentina has been called offensive and disgusting by Jewish groups after serving items named after a Holocaust victim Anne Frank and former oh, Chancellor Adolf Hitler. So base stunt was unveiled by the owners of Honky Donkey, a burger merchant located in the city of Rafaela in the province of Santa Fe. Jem Press reported the dishes include Adolf fries, fried potatoes doused in bacon and cheddar, and the Anne Frank burger, which entailed a three and a half ounce ground beef with lettuce, tomato, pickles, mayonnaise for around eleven dollars. And I wonder if you can get it with bacon and like cheese on it, or is that no longer kosher? Uh-huh. So the teen refugee was eventually discovered and brought to the bergen Bilsen concentration camp, where she died from exhaustion in 1945 at age 15. It's unclear why Honky Donkey also. Featured items named Benito after Benito, Mussolini, and Gengis after Gengis Khan. And decided to roll out the Holocaust-themed nausea. So if you would like to fund a trip to Argentina so I can buy Anne Frank Burger with bacon and cheese, you can donate to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge or streamlabs.com forward slash Atomic Shaman Sweat Lodge 1 forward slash tip. And you can hear your comments read live on air.
5: Start tipping, guys. Ding dong
3: so I think that's, that's that's the end of our current events we're going to move on to the topic at hand so i think the nice way to get into this topic is to discuss the classification of close encounters by uh the guy who started project blue book um oh, that guy yeah hynek alan hynek so the close encounter the first kind is the kind of siding which more unidentified flying objects have been spotted. So this would include objects loosely described as flying saucers. So they can't be attributed to human technology or appear in the sky, strange lights, no rational explanation. So these would be something like the blurry images or something standing still and pulsing but you know not really doing anything. So that would be your you know, what kind of counter. Do you have any examples, beard Jess?
7: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I looked up some of them. Uh, and, uh, you know, you have the... Um, And they do abbreviate it, too. I I learned that looking this shit up. They like to be CE1. CE, like, all that shit. So, I I didn't know that that was, like, a UFO geek thing. Apparently it is. So, CE1, you've got, like, the Phoenix Lights. Phoenix, Arizona, 1997,000 That was, like, a mass sighting, too. Right, right. That's a great example. There's a whole bunch of mass sightings around airports. Um, A Guadalajara. I totally said it wrong. Aguadilla airport incident uh, in 2013, Puerto Rico. Video captured by U.S. Customs and Border Protection showed an unidentified flying object at low altitude near the airports. The object appeared to enter and exit the ocean without slowing down. But uh, I didn't drag up a whole bunch of them because I think in recent memory, there's actually a lot of these because by all technical accounts, even that dude that was... a uh, Jetpacking the, near the California airport would technically count as a CE1 by virtue of them being unidentifiable. Oh, right. I'm like, um, but most of it is around airports, reported by airport pi- or by airplane pilots or by Navy vessels. And there's just a million in one of these... Um, but yeah, those are like two of the mass sightings I was able to pull up. I would have would have looked up more, but like I said, I thought there was more enough in recent history that it wasn't worth beating it to death. Because I think everyone has one, um, and I have to admit, I think most people have seen one, whether or not they realize it.
3: Yeah, I think it's but, a lot take.
7: But I would argue uh, one of the most famous ones is actually the Battle of Los Angeles or the Great Los Angeles Air Raid, um, which is uh, took place in. Uh, what was that? Uh, is that between World 79? War One and
3: Two, or no?
2: World
7: the, War II. The
6: Battle of Los Angeles was right during the beginning of World War Two, right. And what happened was, is that um, there were rumors days. of Japanese. There were rumors of Japanese. Um, right. Japanese aircraft carriers off the coast of California. So what the problem is? So everyone was paranoid that um, they were going to launch an aerial raid. So everyone was at the end of their nerves. And then what right. happened was it was believed to be like as much as I like the, sto- like the, the story, like this. Well, there's conflicting
7: reports about this too.
6: But the main the main belief is that um, a weather balloon or some other type of um, oh, balloon um, surveillance bones? balloon. <clears throat> Um, right. was flying overhead, and they saw that, and then it was kind of a case of monkey see, monkey do. One person started firing at it, so That's everyone started say. firing at it.
7: But, uh, but yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's important to note that like, this took place 79 days after Pearl Harbor. So the country yeah. was on high alert to begin with. And, uh, yeah, the timeline uh, as it goes is, um, uh, let's see, 7.18 p.m., um off the office of navy intelligence issues a warning that an attack on mainland california could be expected within the next 10 hours and the alert is lifted at 10 23 p.m at 2 25 a.m in air rides an air raid siren sounds in los angeles county with a total blackout order and the air raid wardens were summoned to their positions at 3 16 a.m uh coastal artillery a brigade begin firing into the air at the reported object pilots of the fourth intercept command were alerted but the aircraft remained grounded artillery fired continued sporadically until 4 14 a.m at 7 21 a.m the all clear was sounded and the blackout water was lifted now this is where it gets weird because um, uh, your secretary of the Navy uh, says you know the aerial Brigade was ordered because according to uh, Frank Knox, uh, it was called a false alarm because the pilots or because of the station people having quote "war nerves. And they say that was at a um, at the at an air balloon. And then, according to the U.S. States Coast Artillery Association, concluded, uh, no, that those, or do I have it the other way around? Yeah, the U.S. Coastal Artillery Association said it was uh, war nerves. It was the Secretary of the Navy, Frank Knox, who said uh, in that it was a cover-up to conceal actual invasion by enemy pl- airplanes. But while this was going on, I think at eight some eight thirty in the evening, uh, Roosevelt was having a fireside chat talking about um, a navy ship off the coast of California trying to shoot a um, what is it, an oil tank uh, near an oil refinery on on California, and he staged his own little talk about it while it was happening. Um, so we got three official explanations for this that don't make any sense so it sounds like a psyop to me but there are photos you can google this um and you cannot tell what the fuck these spotlights are on what you can tell is that it's as big or larger than the spotlights and if you know how wide one can actually shoot i'm sitting here thinking like pretty big. there's no man-made air vessel that large at that time I'm like, so what the fuck is it? I mean, you can't get any detail out of the picture, but you can tell it's as large or larger than where the spotlights are shining. I don't know. But during the incident, several buildings and vehicles damaged by the shell fragments, were damaged by the shell fragments, five casualties as indirect result of anti-aircraft fire, three casualties in car accidents, two casualties from heart attacks, Um, And the incident made the front page nationwide. Uh, Yeah, but I think uh, everyone, all the enthusiasts think it was like a proper UFO. They don't know what the fuck it was, but there's no way. Because they also cooperate in the 80s, uh, the Japanese, uh, with their own intelligence after investigation at the time, that they had no fleet off the coast at that particular time, and nothing airbound in that area. Uh, so the Japanese did actually come forward with their intelligence in the 80s to clarify the incident, and they were apparently never there.
3: So a close encounter of the second kind is one which a UFO has been spotted, but there's associated phenomena that accompanies it. So the phenomena can be a crop circle, a terrain damage, scared animals... Electronic or mechanical interference, gaps in memory, which is known as lost time, heat or radiation, and uh, paralysis, or some kind of form of unnatural physical occurrence.
7: Ooh, I have three for you. Just See? just <laughs> just do one. Uh, they're they just short Okay, okay. Uh, the Tehran UFO incident, Tehran, Iran, nineteen seventy-six. Air Force jet attempted to intercept the brightly lit unidentified object. The object. Disrupted the aircraft's communication systems and caused the jet's weapons systems to malfunction. The incident was investigated by both Iran and US authorities. We also have the Cash Landrin incident in Daytona, Texas, 1980. Betty Cash, Vicky Landrin, and Colby Landron encountered a large diamond shaped object emitting fires and intense heat. They reported physical symptoms like burns and nausea after the sighting and was extensively investigated by UFOologists and researchers and my last one trans and province case uh and France France 1981 a farmer reported witnessing a saucer-shaped UFO land in a field physical traces were physical traces were found at the site including imprints in the ground and traces of dehydration in the soil the incident was investigated by French government's officials, UFO research agency, GEPAN. That's mine.
3: So a close encounter of the third kind would be those which UFO has been spotted but go further to include visual confirmation of an animate object that is associated with the UFO. So for many years, reports of a close encounter of the third kind are the most controversial because there's little or no way, you know way to prove that they're valid.
7: Well, so, I have so, ones that are provable. Like the Zimbabwe incident, aerial UFO inciting in 1994 in Zimbabwe. Over 60 schoolchildren reported witnessing a UFO landing near their school. Some of the children claimed to have seen small beings with large eyes and elongated heads near the craft. The incident was notable for the number of witnesses interviewed independently and the detailed consistency of their accounts. And then the other one I have is the Lonie Zamora UFO incident. Yeah, in that's Sequoia, the one i was going go to.
3: Yeah, I going to go into that one in detail. Oh, that. then I
7: will leave that one for you. Yeah. The third one I have is um uh, uh the Lake uh what is it Falcon Lake, the short version is there's some fishermen that get abducted. Uh, but that's the one where they have crab incident? claws. I don't know. Uh, yeah, there's, but there were.
6: I've heard this one story about these two men who said that they were kidnapped by aliens that, um, resembled the, uh, resembled the large men with, um, blue skin and crab or lobster, like claws as, mm. um, appendages. And they, when they were interviewed about it, they, tr- they didn't talk about it for a couple of years, if I remember right. And then what ended up happening is they, they talked about it once and they never wanted to talk about it again. They didn't want to profit off it or anything. They, Probably even wanted to talk to you know, talk to the authorities about it.
7: Yeah, no, these guys just said uh, they interacted with them, got burns, but there were third party reportings of the incident uh, overlooking UFOs in the woods in the same night. So there's some shit going there. Four I got guys. one too. Ooh. Um, yeah, you
3: got one that's recent. These are
12: known as the face peelers, right? Yeah, but that's uh encounter of the fifth kind the one that involves bodily harm to people okay but before i was going to say that i was going to chip in for like for like the close encounter of the second kind and there's a story of called the mojave mystery airships it's basically in the years of 1896 all the way to 1897 there's like this was before the wright brothers had discovered flight there was these people they were reporting like seeing like an airship in the night sky. And it went from, they spotted it in the coast of California and it, and it made its way slowly towards Kansas in the Midwest. And it's a fun little piece of trivia that you can Google.
3: All right. So we've got close encounter of the fourth kind, which is one where humans are abducted by extraterrestrials. Some cases, depending on many interpretations, that this abduction does include a visitation which... The human is not usually taken aboard a UFO, but they are in custody of an alien while they are still on Earth.
7: Yeah, there's a ton of these. But the ones that are noteworthy are Betty and Barney Hill. They're, for all intents and purposes, the first modern reporting of an alien abduction back in 1961 when this stuff started getting categorized officially by by authorities. Um, But then you also have um, the Travis Walton incident and it's the Arizona um, Lumberjacks with the guy that gets abducted. And oh, the this movie is the Fire, Fire in the, in the sky. sky. Yeah, that was a
3: really good one.
7: Yeah, no, that was a good movie too. Yeah. <laughs> that's a really
6: fam- that's probably one of the most famous abduction cases.
7: Yeah, but there's a whole bunch of them. Uh, yeah, past- the comedian, the Pas- comedian big one. A personal favorite of mine
12: is the Pasquigula encounter. As, yeah,
7: 1973, two men reported being abducted by robot-like creatures. We don't get to see that much while they were fishing. Yeah, and described the whole thing as they were getting, uh, you know, medically examined. Uh, yeah, what do you got? Armory River abduction. Armory River, uh, Puerto Rico, 1988. Security guard reported being abducted by small beings. Undergoing medical procedures. Uh, Alagash uh, abduction maine 1976 foreman reported being abducted during a camping trip in maine they claimed to be taken aboard ufos subjected to medical examination by large-headed peep, peeps with with bug eyes yeah
12: my my favorite ones tend to be the encounters with like really strange things like robots and stuff like this another another article that i like is one called the prospect Monoliths." in january 27, 1977, near Prospect, Kentucky. Driving home one night at 1 in the morning, 19 year old Lee Parish spotted a rectangular object hovering in the sky. Suddenly, his radio failed and he felt unable to control his vehicle. Unable, Under hypnosis, he vividly described being transported from his driver's seat into a huge round room containing three strange creatures or machines. Creatures yeah. or machines? Have... Yeah, and the... to describe. It goes on to describe the creatures as one towering figure was at least 20 feet tall resembling Holy a rough shit. black tombstone With a single pointed arm another fatter being six feet tall and pure white with two unmoving arms and a wedge-like head Lee got the impression that the white was that the white being was the leader and it constantly emitted sounds like teeth being brushed the third mm. The third and smallest being was red and ring <clears throat> Sorry the third smallest being was red and rectangular, and Lee sensed that this being was afraid of him as it approached and touched his head. He felt a cold stinging sensation, and later literally believed he had been analyzed in some way. It's like, st- weird stuff like that that I, I really like. So,
3: I'm close encounter camera to the any...
6: Go ahead, sorry.
3: So close encounter to the fifth kite is one where bilateral contact with extraterrestrial entities. So this can be through some audible form of communication or some form of mental or telepathic communication. So the contact being issued by either the human or the extraterrestrial.
7: Yeah, I got at least one or two here. Um, for Amelia A. Burt is an ex an experiencer, quote, experiencer who claims ongoing contact with non-human intelligence through telepathy and meditation. She has documented her experiences in a book titled Diary of an Abduction. I can say, so there it's are like weirdos that are... <laughs> That'd be awesome. I can say, um, uh... then we got, what is it? Billy Mayer? Billy um, Meyer. Yeah, yeah. A Swiss guy who claims to have ongoing contact with a group of extraterrestrial beings known as the plebeians the plebeians Uh, plebeians yeah he says he shares extensive photographic and video evidence of ufos and claims to have received spiritual teaching and information about various topics from these beings and i think my third one is technically going to fall into your sixth or seventh care category so i'll hold off on that one
3: so the close encounter of the sixth kind tells the UFO and its habitants directly causing injury or death. So it's been cited numerous times that this is uh, unnecessary, as it already included in the Heinick scale under a physical contact. The uh, the most controversial encounter is the close encounter of the seventh kind. So this is an encounter, which uh, is which a human or extraterrestrial mate to produce a hybrid being. Yeah. And this is hardly new theory because it dates back to ancient Egyptian times, according to some translations of ancient text. But it's often seen like too hard to conceive as possibly in many regards from a biological sense.
7: Yep. Yeah. and if you want to talk to someone about the seventh, uh, Judy Carroll uh, is the lady who claims to have been involved in a program where human women are said to assist in raising their hybrid children uh, in a nurturing and empathic environment. Uh, her book Human by day Zeta by night a dramatic account of Dre of gray incarnating as humans details her experience taking care of her hybrid children and yeah you know, she talks a very
12: ex- interesting theory that
2: mm-hmm. people
7: who have dreams that they are an alien and like this
12: really safe and very educational environment for alien kids it's actually like a screen memory to hide them from what's really going on
7: Maybe. But uh, I'll tell you, she's one of the most openly uh, talked about people in that regard. Is this what started uh, the
3: whole Indigo children thing and the
7: Star Seeds bullshit? I don't know if that started it. I never looked into the history of where it started. But that's a good question. So,
3: uh, Nighthawk, you said that you have two UFO encounters. Can we hear about those?
6: <laughs> don't remember specifying any number but um i do have some stories about um from when i was younger some cases that i experienced um probably one of the first ones that i can ever consciously remember happening uh was driving home from i was driving home with my mother from church one night when i looked up and i saw a triangular object it had i could even though it was nighttime i could still distinguish a triangular shape in the sky with one light in each corner um, each of them were red and i just remember seeing it and it was slowly kind of like um, um sending across the sky towards um the outskirts of my town it wasn't a huge huge incident but it that's kind of it kind of set me off um for quite a long time on a alien, uh alien it sounds like the tr3b thing. is what you saw it could it could have been anything but there was an airport right near, me so it could have just been some weird aircraft but either way man that was probably one of the most uh, uh strange encounters i ever had as a young child there's uh, a couple other cases When I was younger, one that I can remember was probably about, I want to say 2010. Uh, I was at home, uh, by myself one time. And I remember, um, hearing a very loud explosion outside of my home. And when I went outside, um, I couldn't see anything on the ground. None of my neighbors had come out to look at anything. So I looked up and I didn't see anything, but I heard like, it, like it kind of felt like a humming and I'm not sure if it was a UFO or just some weird auditory hallucination, but it was quite creepy. And I actually ended up calling the police later so I was trying to figure out if, uh, there was something wrong with like maybe like a gas line or something that happened um in my neighborhood but nothing ever came of it
12: have you researched mysterious booms on google by chance Um,
6: i haven't looked into that too much no
12: because there's videos on like all over like all over youtube daily motion and any video site where people just upload clips of like him of them hearing exactly what you described about like hearing a hum and then an explosion and it's even happened in the in the in the town nearby where i live too i thought it was fireworks when it was happening but it turned out lots of people were hearing these strange booms and they didn't know where it was coming from
6: it's just phantom explosions
12: yeah i even heard the term skyquakes because of yeah because there was
3: like videos in i forgot how many years ago it was like these weird trumpet sounds that were really
12: weird and, and oh, I experienced all yes, these skyquakes Trump. before. I thought, there were, I thought there was, like, a really bad accident. And this happened when I was a kid. Like, I was about to go to sleep. And I heard this really loud explosion. And I thought there was a really bad accident. But there's a the thing. All the windows and the walls of my house started shaking. It just went boom. And everything was, like, shaking like there had been an earthquake. I even got up and told my mom, Mom, something happened. There was an earthquake. But then it hit me that there was no aftershock because you know how like when you're in an earthquake there's like an aftershock Mm -hmm. that you feel there Mm -hmm. wasn't no act there there wasn't no act aftershock and it it's going to sound weird but it sounded like it came from the sky so i guess that's why they call it skyquakes but it's 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 very weird
3: so smug (laughs) you had a ufo experience you'd like to share with us
4: Yeah. Um so I don't I don't know. Would you would you consider stuff about Area 51 more UFO
2: stuff or
3: uh, I think it falls under certainly. that.
2: All
3: right.
4: Well, so without getting too detailed, so I don't, you know, wind up unalived. <laughs> I was stationed in Vegas for a few years and during during the short time, you know, we had red flag
2: yeah, okay red so
3: flag. that's a military uh, exercise for those who don't know
4: yes yeah, so red flag basically some squadrons from other bases they could come from we had a base in let's see we had Germans come over we had I want to say Irish come over but I wasn't sure I didn't talk to them they look scary uh, and a few other branches over and mind you this is all aircraft stuff. So, think of, like, just a hodgepodge of aircraft playing laser tag. That's about what it is. Well, you know, when with all that aircraft coming in, you see cool shit. Like, you see B-2s. You see, you know, shit the Marines are still flying that should have been decommissioned, you know, 20 years ago. You know, it's pretty funny. Well, after after we had some of those red flag experiences... We had a, uh, we went back to the way it was. Well, we had a new pilot and, you know, he just got in there, I guess, got in the jet and took off. So we're like, cool. Well, it's one of those night flights. So, you know, all right. He uh, gets on the radio and goes, hey, you know, we have an in flight emergency, you know, code three on the jet, which oh, shit. code three means, you know, hey, something's wrong but i'm able to fly it back like it you know something catastrophic happened but he's still able to make it happen so we get word so we go out and we wait on the flight line you know getting ready to see this dude come back in for the landing we uh i'm sitting there in the back of a ford ranger with a buddy and you know a couple of my higher ups in the front of the ford ranger and we're sitting there and we hear him on the radio talking about coming back down and he's like, "Yeah, I'm about to touch down," and we're all looking around and we're like, uh, "What?" Because there's nothing in the sky at all. And we're like, "You, you would hear him. You would." Yeah, see there's him, no
3: confirmation up. of this guy coming back.
4: Yeah, and like, I mean, it's it's pitch black. Like, station in Vegas. Once you're off the strip and you can look up in the sky, it's it's black. So we're looking around and we're like, "What the?" And he no. says, "Okay, I just touched down." And we're looking at the runway, and there's nothing. And we're like, "Oh!"
7: Uh... You couldn't even hear it.
4: Nope. No. He wasn't even near us.
12: So it's like a like phantom air pilot.
4: Yeah. So jackass fucking landed on a different airfield. Oh. Jackass decided to land at Area Fifty One, not knowing. So
3: ain't no fucking. So way. so his navigation systems were off then
4: some was what, all. And, all we know was it was code three i didn't really specify what it was because honestly i worked engines i don't want to know i just like code three on somebody else's hat please
3: yes test.
12: um so i'm surprised they didn't obliterate him being area 51 and all
3: well his transponder yeah, but, was on so, so they probably saw what,
4: what happened was uh he touched down uh, he said he's pulling in and then uh, radio silence and we just hmm. kind of sat there and we're like uh, so uh who, who do we talk to about this my higher ups were like uh I, I'm not sure there's anybody we can talk to about it oh so we sat there for about I don't know three hours or something twiddling our thumbs going hmm. We have a problem. Around the four hour mark, a van pulled up, threw our pilot out of it, and drove off. And we go, oh, uh, sir? And he's like, yeah, is a chief in? And we're like, uh, I mean, I don't think so, but I think you can call him. You know, it's like 2 a.m. He's like, yeah, I need to talk to somebody, like, immediately. So... You know, that jet uh, we never saw again. So, fast forward a week, the jet's gone. Come to find out from the pilot, he was interrogated for those three hours that he was gone for. Uh, they blackbagged him. As soon as he landed and he opened the canopy and got out, they blackbagged him. Holy shit. What? Wow. Um, I don't
12: know bird. anything about the military, but can you guys explain to me what black bag is? I'm sorry for interrupting. It's, it's something that the CIA does
3: when they make people disappear. So what they do is,
4: uh, basically, as soon as you're, you know, on the ground, they throw a bag over your head so you don't know where you're at. Oh. So you can't tell where you're at. You can't tell where you're going. I mean, it's literally like you're you're at their mercy. So interrogated him for three hours tried to figure out why he landed there what his deal was why he you know didn't confirm where he was going correctly you know so he uh, he got reamed pretty hard and then the week after we lost well I say we lost but uh our paperwork on that jet disappeared our plaque for that jet disappeared and our files on our computer for that jet happened to disappear also so they jet.
12: redacted all of it yeah everything, so get, everything is in
3: cams was gone
4: yeah everything in cams was gone like no, as if it never existed the worst part of it all fucking expediter goes hey we're down a jet I need you to fix that problem we're like really I'm gonna magically spawn you're a gonna jet. order
3: a whole jet
4: yeah it, it was one of those things where it was just like, hmm. Very strange. And, you know, what what could our our assumption was, you know, when you're doing radar stuff, it's like a microwave essentially in front of the jet when you got radar going off. So yeah. you know, if you walk in front of it, you're you're, you're getting fucking cooked. You're getting you're getting the big C, for sure. And you know, our only thought was maybe they were doing something, and he got in front of it, or, you know, it fucked with his controls, and that's that's why he came back. But hmm. we don't know. We, we have no clue. That jet is gone. And then uh, driving from there to—I drove all the way to Vegas when I was getting stationed there from Texas. That's like... And on the drive, on the drives there, man, there were sometimes you'd you'd be driving along and you'd hear a hum, and it'd go away, but you wouldn't have no clue where it came from. It would just be this loud as fuck hum, all around you. And I
12: don't know. There's a theory I heard on the internet where, like, I guess it's like a top secret technology that the government uses. Mm-hmm. It's like a, it's like an, it's like a certain, I don't know what you call it, but. It's like a device that can like create like sound waves or EM waves or something like that, and yeah. it's supposed to mess with UFOs and bring them down.
3: Well, See, I I t- don't know anything about that. I just I just know that Taos, New Mexico, has noticed they they have a famous hum that's continuous in the area. They don't know what's causing it.
4: And that's that's actually the area I kept hearing it. I didn't know what it was. I drove through uh, some woods, and you know. I heard it, and I was just like, hmm, my truck's not loud enough for me not to hear that. Hmm. But I don't know, man. Fucking New Mexico fucking sketches me out. I don't like going through New Mexico. It's sketchy as fuck. Not There's like, a
3: lot of weird stuff I, in New Mexico. That's why I like New Mexico.
4: <laughs> yeah, New Mexico, Any anything sketchy that I look into, it's like, oh, well, in New Mexico, I'm like, of
12: course, New Mexico. Of course. Or anything definitely. with the desert for that fact. Yes.
3: Yeah. Like the Four Corners region, lots of paranormal shit going down, not just UFOs. So.
4: Yeah.
2: I've got a pretty. Well, even,
4: f- even the UFO hotel stuff, like. So we broke down last year. We, were, uh, we picked up a truck and we're bringing it back. And we broke down right outside Area 51. But oh, you were like Rachel, Nevada? Yeah. Yeah, right outside. Like, we literally, right before we. <laughs> Got broke down we went through where there was that ufo hotel bunny hotel thing
2: yeah like uh-huh.
4: that little area it's like a little travel stop it's all ufo shit and you know it's really gimmicky touristy shit yeah it's cool to stop at and just kind of gawk at but it ain't nothing much but we uh when we broke down man i gotta say it was so fucking weird. So we were swapping the car that was on the truck that was on the trailer with the truck that was towing. So we swapped them so we could just keep on driving. The weirdest fucking thing was how many people were leaving Area 51 and what kinds of people were leaving Area 51. There were pe- there were like young people in a van. There was like old couples and like uh like cars. And not all of them had... None of them, actually, if I remember correctly, had government plates. But it was weird. Because they're driving right over the orange line away, like, no problem. But they all were looking straight ahead as they were leaving. It was the weirdest part.
3: Yeah, because I heard, like, another way to get there is the Janet flights out of McCarran Airport. Uh, 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 what's it called? Uh, airport in Vegas. And I've actually been to mccarran and seen the janet flights on the tvs and the shit and That's i try
12: like, i
3: tried to talk to the guys taking the janet flights and they just stared
12: at me weird you know i was want to know what, what they if, worked on <laughs> what i'm surprised like i didn't get myself basin? in
3: trouble because i was in uniform at the time
12: what if there's like an underground base in area 51 or maybe they're like Honestly, having like an exchange program with I aliens think.
3: i mean underground but like, like hanker isn't far-fetched well
12: yeah like i've heard that like, I've heard a lot of theories on the internet that that there's, like, these exchange programs. Like, think of, like, a foreign exchange program where you get, like, a student, and then you send one of your students. But instead of students, it's aliens and humans. Well,
3: well that's, that's would, kind of like the sure. uh, theme of Close Encounters of the Third Kind movie from the 70s. They kind of... I kind of feel that that was, like, a soft disclosure as far as that movie goes. One thing hmm. about
4: Vegas that was weird, too, is... uh the air force base was surrounded by or well not surrounded but had pretty good size mountains on one side and we were always told oh yeah you know sometimes there's uh there's buildings in those mountains and we're like what do you mean and they're what like oh, well, sometimes the EPA, the EPA sometimes you could see people walking on those mountains looking down and we were told oh it's the EPA sometimes just making sure you aren't dumping fuel and shit. And I'm like, that seems really fucking just out of the way to be up on the mountain. Yeah, why would the EPA just be all the way out
3: there like have instead like of a... going to base? I'm like, like,
4: just to make sure I'm not dumping fuel on the hot-ass asphalt, you know. Because <laughs> yeah. God forbid the one scorpion fucking crawls across it and dies from disintegration.
12: You it know? could be an alien scorpion.
3: That's, well, it's those desert tortoises that they're worried mm-hmm. about. So.
4: Yeah, because, you know. Uh, they're everywhere.
3: So I got the...
4: that. That was the only other thing that I thought was weird. They told us about the buildings and in the in the mountains, and I never saw them. Never saw vehicles go up there. Nothing. I don't even know if there's a way to get there. Yes, yes. But yeah, those are a bit of my
2: experiences.
3: All right. Thank you. So, I've got a little case here from New Mexico that's pretty famous. This is the Lonnie Zamora case. So, the UFO sighted occurred April 24th, 1964, near Socorro, New Mexico. So, late afternoon, April 24th, 1964, Officer Lonnie Zamora found himself on a routine pursuit of a speeding vehicle near south of Socorro, New Mexico. So, little did he know that this would mark a pivotal moment in UFO history. And it would even go on to blo- uh, baffle the head of the Project Blue Book, who would later describe it as the most perplexing UFO case that he ever encountered. So it left like a mark on the world, and uh, the U.S. You know, Air Force program dedicated to studying UFO sightings acknowledged the exceptional nature of this encounter. So he went on to uh, account for like, a unique and compelling piece of experience and evidence, and it's just a reminder that during mysteries surround the, you know, unidentified flying objects go on a quest to understanding the truth behind these encounters. So, late afternoon, he was doing a routine pursuit of a speeding vehicle, and then little did he know that he would make history. So, he was going through... Um, His reputation as a police officer was, and added credibility to his account for the sighting. so he was known for professionalism, integrity, and dedication to his job throughout his career. He had earned the respect of his colleagues and community that he served. He made testimony even more compelling that he was not prone to fantasy or embellishment. However, you know, it took a toll on him personally because he was under a lot of ridicule and teasing, you know, from members of the police force and local community weighed heavily on him. It was believed the constant scrutiny and disbelief surrounding his encounter contributed to his decision to retire just two years after the incident. So pressure and skepticism had endured like likely played a role in shaping the trajectory of his life and career. His so retirement following the incident underscores the impact it had The challenge faced him, you know, reconciling with his experience, you know, the reactions around him. So despite initial interest surrounding his UFO sighting that he eventually grew tired of the subject and avoided both ufologists and the Air Force, choosing instead to focus on his daily life. He found work managing a police, ga- uh, a gas station, distancing himself from the UFO community, and he passed away in November 2009 at the age of 76, leaving behind Mike. So during his encounter, he provided detailed descriptions of the craft, to the events unfolded. He described the object as egg-shaped and made of a shiny aluminum-like material that stood out against the backdrop of the Mesa appearing whitish in color. And he initially mistook it for overturned white vehicle, but upon closer inspection, he realized it was entirely different. So I've got an artist's rendition of the vehicle. And I'll put that up on the screen.
6: something interesting i don't know if you're going to read this part but um something that came out of this case was later on after all everything was said and done um the fbi took a lot of the evidence that the local police and uh highway patrol had taken and they ended up losing it like uh photos um photos of um where um, there was uh, burnt and almost, I think actually some of the parts had actually turned to glass.
3: Yeah, so he actually, um, they, the, the craft actually left the uh, impressions of the ground. You can still see them today. And it actually turned the sand to glass. It like burnt a bunch of the bushes around it when it took off.
12: That must have been when it was when it was grounded. It was like really hot. and And I think that's probably where the white color came from. If it was if it was just like that if it has just landed it was probably still glowing you know from all the heat
3: so he said that you know the most thing that was uh interesting when he saw two individuals that he observed near the object he described them as wearing white coveralls and having a normal shape although he couldn't tell what their age was or their exact size and then the he was raising questions about the nature of the craft and the presence of the individuals. So the dramatic part of the encounter was the sighting of flames and the roaring sound from the object. He witnessed blue and orange flames beneath the aircraft, which coincided with the loud roar. The sight and the sound combination added to overall intensity of the experience, leaving him both fascinated and perplexed by what he witnessed. His details were consistent about the craft and the individuals accompanying flames. Uh, sounds had been instrumental in studying and analyzing the compelling UFO sighting. His testimony contributed to ongoing investigations and discussions surrounding the incident solidifying its place is remarkable so um, it wasn't an isolated event several other witnesses said that they saw the same aircraft and the fire coming out and these additional witnesses came forward independently proving to further corroborate his account leading to credibility extraordinary you know the nature of it so the, some of these witnesses were larry kratzer and Paul Keys, who were two tourists from Dubuque, Iowa, they were driving near Socorro when they noticed something shiny and a cloud of smoke. And then later they heard reports about his sighting and realized the significance of what they saw. And so they saw the object, uh, you know, rising vertically from the smoke and resembled a round saucer egg shaped craft. And they noted the apparent portholes along the side with this red Z-shaped markings. And so uh, this other guy who had, uh, you know, witnessed the... Uh, the uh, craft. He he just he just all he observed was the shiny spot, the smoke. Now, in addition to these two, there were five other tours from Colorado who reported seeing like the craft in flight, and their independent accounts further strengthened the case, emphasizing that his experience was not like a, a figment of his imagination, a genuine event witnessed by multiple people. So, the collective like testimony, additional witnesses, adds to the layer of investigation, supporting that something happened that day, and. uh feeling the discussion theories whether or not the origin of the craft so his assumption was it was a car that he thought they were needing in assistance and that led him to radio the sheriff's office and inform them about a possible accident that he was going to investigate so lady you know his duty drove him forward to approach the craft and try to see if everything was okay as he got closer to the site you know his perspective changed and he realized that it was not a conventional vehicle but a massive white craft resembling, you know, almost like a propane storage tank in its shape and size. The sheer magnitude and unconventional appearance of the object left him in awe and disbelief. Uh, you know, adding to investigate further, he was faced with an unknown commitment to public safety and willingness to explore the unfamiliar territory. Literally, he know that this encounter would be the beginning of enduring mystery that would capture the attention of enthusiasts for years to come. So his decision to contact the New Mexico State Police Sergeant Samuel Chavez's assistant during the investigation highlighted his recognition of the need for additional expertise and support. You know, when it came to description of the object resembling a balloon, sparked curiosity to warrant involvement of another. So, upon Chavez's arrival, he guided him to the area where he witnessed the unusual event. The scene presented a puzzling sight, which patches of smoldering grass and brush indicating some form of heat or combustion. The presence of landing gear impressions added, suggesting something beyond conventional explanation occurred. So, however, the investigation took another turn where federal authorities intervened and claimed jurisdiction over the case. They collected the evidence, which was impounded, and then handed it over to the U.S. Air Force, who, you know, conducted their own investigation eventually attributed the incident to natural events. Natural? Yeah. So upon Obviously
2: people, natural <laughs> events.
3: Yeah, like, you know, like swamp gas. So approaching oh, the yeah. mysterious craft... He was also able to see the little details, uh, you know, from 50 feet away. He noticed the presence of the landing gear, which suggested the object was capable of landing and taking off. But his attention was drawn to the red insignia displayed on the side of the aircraft, realizing that that it took the initial sketch of the red insignia to prove a visual representation to the authorities. So his drawing would like served as a crucial piece, you know, documenting his encounter. And these unique symbols that he had witnessed offering... Them uh, like a visual reference to further analyze and compare other reports. The sighting added to his uh, credibility and thoroughness of the investigation. So, um, as he you know observed the craft, he was taken back by the presence of two figures resembling small adults who entered the craft. Upon noticing him, fearing a potential threat, he quickly sought cover and expected immediate attack. In, the moment in anticipation, that's when he heard them you know the door slamming and then. Craft lifting and taking off. So during the ascent of the aircraft, he once again saw the roaring sound, and the fire again, and the flames exhibited a light blue hue, tinged with the orange at the bottom. And he thought the craft might explode due to the intensity of the sound. However, the roar subsided, and sudden transition complete silence. So as it you know raised in the air, maintaining constant height of approximately ten feet off the ground. It- it swiftly cleared a nearby dynamite shack you know because this this area is known for mining so that's why there's like a dynamite shack nearby and so the speed like you know the craft you know took off left of an as it swiftly disappeared into the distance leaving behind like a sense of a train of wonder so i actually got photos from the area because i actually visited this location like several years ago I didn't go there for the reason of the craft. I just forgot about it, you know, but I happened to drive past the historical marker where you can see the impressions in the ground. And So Socorro's about like an hour like south of Albuquerque, New Mexico. So the reason for my visit there was to go check out the VLA, which stands for the Very Large Array. And this area is like, uh, you can go visit this place. It's about 46 miles west of Socorro. And you see it, like, in movies like Contact or Thor, where they set this thing up, and this is, they make you think this is where SETI's at, but it's actually just a huge array of antennas that's paid for by our taxpayer dollars, and we're just doing, like, you know, looking at the skies using uh, radio telescopes. There's, like, 29 of these large things, and you can approach it, and they tell you at nighttime you have to turn your radio off, because it'll interfere with their ability to look at the skies, but... It's all free unless you want to like pay for the tour and see this little video about the area if you ever decide to go out there. Mm. And then it's cool.
8: Oh, oh, look!
3: Yeah, they're pretty big satellites, man. They're like several stories tall. Every now and again, I see like job openings there, but there's like nothing I'm qualified to work on out there.
7: I'm gonna say that's like in every other fucking sci-fi. Slash alien adjacent movie. Yeah,
3: and then whilst the Socorro, I decided to eat the El Camino family restaurant just because it had a really cool vintage sign, you know, that lights up at night with neon and shit. So that's like a lot of things I like about Emacs. Besides the weird stuff, he still got some leftover stuff from the atomic era, you know, like these advertising signs. Ooh. Ooh. And so let's see if we can get this video of Bigfoot to play that came out.
7: Oh, yeah, this thing is wild. Yeah, this
3: is a pretty good video. Like, they got around July 4th weekend. And we'll put that on the screen. Leave the man alone. He's just trying to celebrate
6: the, the nation's <laughs> birthday.
3: <laughs> I don't think he really cares about their nation's birthday. But uh, Nah, man. This video's got sound, so I'm going to go ahead and play it right now.
7: Oh, it has sound? Yeah, it does. Oh, my God, I thought... I'm gonna say I was gonna provide you with audio, but uh, you got this.
3: So we're looking off, and then you can see this ape-like being walking across, and he's going behind this rock. I can't, hold on. There, then he pops back up. And you see, he's carrying something with him, which I think is like a child. Like he, I guess he went to go pick up his kid.
7: It looks like it. Oh, I thought we'd have something more meaningful. Uh, it's just normal audio. Yeah, but... I don't think that's an ape suit, you know? I don't know. So I'll just All let it loop it again
3: is... if you guys missed anything.
7: I do know what to do about it, if I see him.
2: <laughs>
7: <laughs> that's right.
12: If Bigfoot had a Pokemon type, what would it be? Normal, right? Like, I'm thinking fighting. Because, I mean, it's very ape-like Beast. to me, you know? Okay, kind of based. I'm not saying I agree, I'm just saying, you know, you know. Like fighting psychic.
6: I don't know. He doesn't really have
7: that. He doesn't have that I can't tell if he's got that stride. <laughs> Was he just like a uh whatever evolves after Mankey?
3: Oh, I don't even remember that one. <laughs> it's the monkey. So I'd like to thank everybody for coming out on our show and uh sharing their stories with us. Uh so, smug, do you have anything you want to show? okay all right
2: Good
6: chill. No, no, sorry <laughs> sorry sorry i i i stepped away just for a minute so it's,
3: it's almost like a comedic out. bit now
4: no i i've got nothing to shill at the moment all right. uh please share my it? post facebook fucking hates me they giving me money again to fucking you know make traffic but they're like now do it with zero reach and i'm like damn why why? Why do you put me on expert hard mode? Facebook. They're yeah, like, he's,
3: he's making some decent money off his page. I, I think you can't do it until you get ten thousand. So hey, I'm almost at nine thousand. Guys, go ahead and follow. You
4: know, I I will tell you this. Fucking, I know people go, oh, you know, don't give them, don't give them the money. You know, don't don't give them, you know, the personal fucking info, bro. Look, Lizard Man pays me to build fucking traffic, comments, likes, views. Dude, I'm here for the fucking chaos, dude. I'll post fucking awful stuff just so people comment and share it. It's, look. He's honest. Look, man, fucking I'm all about chasing the the fucking bag bag in any way. I I took, what was it? We had something in the server take like a psychopath test. I don't want to fucking admit where I was on that.
2: (laughs) But it
4: asked, it asked me some questions about, you know, oh, you know, would you do anything for money? And I'm like, maybe. <laughs> Strong <laughs> maybe. maybe. And there was some, I'll answer there was that some question
6: questions for money.
7: Uh, yeah, you know, I'm like, I'll answer that question for money. I know someone's mm-hmm. got something to say about that.
9: You got one chance in this fucking world to get a dick. uh.
3: I don't think it has anything to the money. Van, do you have anything you want to show? Oh. Oh. I don't know if Dick.
10: (laughs) I got a bunch of shit. Uh, You could check out my fucking uh, gaming streams on YouTube.
12: I take a sip of my Mountain Dew Gamer powers.
10: Sweet. What? um, I do a show opposite of this Wednesday. So next Wednesday, I will do what I like to uh, call Destination Unknown or AKA.
9: Comedy Hour.
10: Autistic comedy hour, yes. Ooh,
9: uh, ooh. Where
10: we cover all kinds of weird videos. Uh, le- you know, a few weeks ago, we covered uh, a dude who is famous for the Iron Man meme. But uh, he was so high on, a, he was such on an internet high that he ended up fucking breaking up with his girlfriend live, which was pretty fucking hilarious. I don't
2: want to do this anymore, Beast. Yeah,
10: he, yeah, he was fucking really treating her. I'm on an internet
5: high right now, I don't need to jerk off. <laughs>
10: <laughs> and uh, we had a uh, Windigo actually join us for uh, to get him to get his feet wet and you know get him back into the streaming thing. So you know we try to monitor what he said. We
1: may shut it down.
10: And uh, then this weekend, uh, weekends I'm usually on for just a quick hour, just to cover what's going on in the sector.
12: Welcome to the sector,
10: which is usually the shit, uh, IBS uh, shitposting fucking uh, side of the internet. You know how it is in that sector.
3: Damn, it's a tough day. Give me a Xanax.
10: Uh, last week w- with Windigo, I actually covered CRP. I don't know if you guys are familiar with Gonzo Lira, who's currently a spy for uh, Russia inside Ukraine.
3: I've heard about he... that guy. Wasn't he like Coach Redpill or some shit like that?
10: Yeah, Coach Redpill. You know, he gave us a hot takes like...
0: I love women, right? But I recognize the truth about women. Women are like dogs.
10: Oh, yes. oh. So, uh, yeah, you know, check check, uh, check out my stupid shit.
3: <laughs> Beer Juice, you got anything you want to show?
7: Yeah, just uh, follow me over at the, the Petroglyph Press. I have a Facebook page, and you can also go to Instagram, Instagram slash thepetroglyphpress.com. So
3: tune in in two weeks. We're going to have our second published author on, who writes about cryptids, and we're going to have on his narrator. So, I think that's going to be a very fun episode. Nice. And with that, we'll be signing off.
12: Oh wait, we forgot to we forgot to mention the face. Oh peelers wait, wait, do we miss something? Oh
3: yeah, yeah, okay, Johnny, go did ahead and tell us it? about these uh, face peelers from Peru.
12: Okay, so if you've been on like four chan or just lurking the news, lately, there's this thing that's been happening in a little, a little, I would say, community in Peru called Iquitos, where they're being, where they're reported that they're being, like, their village is under siege by these seven-foot-tall aliens in, who have yellow eyes and are riding hoverboards, and there's a video, there's a video that's been posted on, on Twitter and 4chan, of, like, one of, the, one of the supposed victims, and his, all the flesh of his face, well, half of his face, it's like it's completely gone and the bone is bleached white and it's like and it and the strangest part is that it ends at like at, in the middle of the neck and it's so just...
3: I, I got this photo of these guys flying on their hoverboards this is like one of these alleged you know images it almost looks like like the beginning of johnny quest if you ever watched that show back
7: yeah in the... <laughs> yes
3: Look at So I I I don't I don't know if this is a real alien attack or this is like some ultra viral marketing for the next predator movie that Disney's gonna put out.
12: I mean, I the theories I've I've read that everybody's saying that it's probably cartels or something, but I don't think cartels have the access to write hoverboards.
3: And then he said they had like body armor on that made him look like the Green Goblin.
12: Yeah, sick.
3: I, I hope it's like uh William Dafoe just like terrorizing a small village because that would make it <laughs> a way better story.
4: William oh. Defoe's on vacation, he's like, you know what?
12: I'm a dust off the old green goblin costume. <laughs> <And> toss <laughs> a pumpkin bronze around. Oh, yeah. he's, he's like, like that one
3: He's like that
12: one Power Rangers actor who turned into a thief. Nice. Jesus.
10: I you know what I totally forgot. Uh I like to thank the chat uh Lucas Hard are... Broly ja foil war one the notice the nudis nudisir, the nudiser he notice.
4: things. It's the noticeer. he's a,
6: notice.
3: he's kind of a big deal. Oh he's
6: uh
4: he, kind of he, he's, he's a fellow page nerd, he's uh real cool, y'all should definitely follow him.
2: All
3: right.
10: and corrupted comedy. Thank you for joining the chat, for participating in the chat, for helping our algorithm get, you know, up. Yeah.
6: Dude...
3: All right, and with that, we're signing off.
2: Let's go, Paul.
8: You have just been radiated by another expedition into the paranormal realm of the Atomic chamber Sweat Lodge. Remember to trust no one and question everything. We hope you enjoyed your stay at our motel and RV park. Broadcasting from Los Angeles to Chicago along Route 66, we here at k are signing off.